0: Mr. Colombo, are you a boss of the mafia? No, I am not. Is there a mafia? No, there is not. York's notorious Gambino crime family. Lucchese crime family. The alleged boss of the Bonanno crime family. Colombo crime family. The Genovese crime family is the Ivy League of of the five families. There's nothing beats being a mafia boss. It's uh, better than being a Hollywood star. You are listening to This Day in the Mob. I'm your host, John Curran. Today is June 27th, 2022. Let's go back 36 years ago to the day and find out what happened on... This day in the mob. The leader of Las Vegas operations for the I Chicago mob walked out attorney. of Cook County Jail this afternoon with his brother and two attorneys. 44-year-old Anthony Spolatro was released after posting $100,000 in cash, 10% of his $1 million bond. Visitors began to gather in the non-denominational chapel in Chicago to lay the two brothers to rest. The archdiocese would not allow a funeral mass Although the two men were Catholic, some people came to mourn, others came out of fear or respect, and some came to make sure they were really dead. The two brothers in the boxes were Anthony and Michael Spolotro, a pair of notorious and vicious gangsters from Chicago. Their bodies were found buried, bludgeoned, and beaten to death. In an Indiana cornfield just five days earlier. The elder and more powerful of the brothers, Anthony, was also known as Tony or the Ant. Tony was a captain in the Chicago mob outfit. Michael, the younger and more impressionable brother, was half an actor and half a wise guy. Only one member or associate of the mob outfit showed up to attend the funeral. It begs the question, what did the two brothers do to the Mafia that required such a brutal death and the disrespect of not going to their burial? Anthony Spilotro was a legend in the mob world. He was as vicious and as headstrong as they come. The small in stature but large in ego gangster was nicknamed The Ant. He got this most hated nickname after an FBI agent referred to him as a little pissant. The media then shortened it to just Ant, and now Tony the Ant was born. His brother Michael was born in 1944 and followed his brothers into a life of crime at a fairly young age. While participating in small crimes and running restaurants, Michael also tried to get work as an actor, even landing a few microscopic roles alongside good friends and more established actors, Larry Minetti and Robert Conrad. Tony Spilotro was best known as a vicious and capable killer. His most violent hit occurred in 1962 when a duo of burglars were terrorizing a neighborhood in Chicago that the mob had declared off-limits for any crime, for no reason other than many mobsters lived in that neighborhood. If breaking into mobsters' neighborhoods' homes was bad, then killing them for no reason was worse. The duo Jimmy Moraglia and Billy McCarthy were guilty of both. The outfit fed up and a little worried went to psychopathic and maniacal captain in the family named Mad Sam De Stefano to deal with the two M&Ms as they became known. De Stefano had just the ant in mind to take on the two wild men. Tony had already proven himself to be a capable gangster. He used violence while taking care of business for De Stefano. So The captain knew that his young protege could more than handle the job. Tony caught one of the burglars, Billy McCarthy. Tony wanted to know the name of his accomplice, but the stubborn Irishman would not give his partner up. What followed was three days of torture. McCarthy endured beatings, stabbings with ice picks, burning, and then finally with a scene that's been immortalized forever in a certain Marty Scorsese film. The ant would stick Billy McCarthy's head in a vice and slowly turn the lever, applying more and more pressure. Finally, the vice was squeezed so tight on the skull of McCarthy that one of his eyes popped right out of the socket. It was only then that that the tough as nails McCarthy finally gave up his partner. Proving himself to be a very reliable soldier, Outfit boss Tony Accardo thought Spilotro the perfect man to protect the mob's most lucrative racket, their Las Vegas skim. As we heard in the news clip at the top of the show, the brothers Spilotro were sent to Las Vegas by the Chicago mob. Their sole job was to protect the skimming racket that the mob had in four Las Vegas casinos. The skim is essentially cash skimmed or siphoned off from the count rooms in these casinos, and the cash is then given to the mob. It is a tax-free, all-cash fortune. It was a massive earner for not only the Chicago mob, but other families had the same scam as well. While in Vegas... Without consent from the outfit. The Spilotro brothers would set up numerous rackets like bookmaking, loan sharking, extortion, prostitution, and drug dealing. However, they are most known for their burglary racket. Anthony Spilotro would put together a team of the best heistmen, safe crackers, thieves, getaway drivers from around the country they became known as the the hole-in-the-wall gang for their ability to gain, gain entrance to their marks by entering through a hole in the exterior walls that they would drill themselves. Now, the outfit wasn't happy with Spilotro starting a gang out in Las Vegas. They needed him to keep a low profile to continue to help protect their skimming operation. Their skim far and away out earned Spilotro's other rackets. But according to some, the hot headed Spilotro had ideas of his own. He had visions of starting his own crime family in Las Vegas, in which he was the boss. Now, Spilotro's recklessness wasn't just having an effect on the mob, he was stepping on the toes of fellow mob associate Frank Lefty Rosenthal who was sent out to Vegas by the Chicago mob to run their casinos and oversee the skimming operation. Lefty was the very man Tony was sent out there to help protect, and instead he was making Rosenthal's job increasingly difficult. If this story is starting to sound vaguely familiar, it's because it was the genesis of Martin Scorsese's movie Casino, starring Robert De Niro as Lefty Rosenthal, and Joe Pesci portraying our friend Tony the Ant. Now, in the movie, they changed their names to avoid having to pay the real men for the rights to use their name. Spilotro at this time was now shuttling back and forth from Vegas to Chicago because in Chicago he was on trial for a murder. And Spilotro didn't just murder in Chicago, he had no problem killing in his new Las Vegas home as well. In fact, the murder rate would skyrocket the year that Tony and his crew arrived to Vegas. In 1974, he was arrested for stealing from a union pension fund. He went on trial and was found not guilty. So put together all these things, the killings he was doing in Vegas, the crimes he was committing in Vegas, his trial in Chicago, now going on trial for stealing from the union, It brings nothing but heat and attention to Spilotro, which retroactively brings nothing but heat and attention to the Chicago mob and their activities in Las Vegas. In 1978, the outfit in Rosenthal's skim and biggest moneymaker was in serious jeopardy. Anthony Spilotro's name was added to the Little Black Book, and this book, which is a real thing, is a list of names that are banned for life from stepping foot on any casino property in the state of Nevada. Spilotro joined another outfit member in that book, a man we discussed in episode one, Sam Momo Momojankana. Now, why is this bad? You cannot run a skimming operation or protect a skimming operation when you are banned from even stepping foot on the property in which the skim takes place. The next few years wouldn't prove to be any better for the Spilotros. The majority of their hole-in-the-wall gang were arrested for burglary and even murder. His second-in-command, named Frank Collada, decided to testify against Tony. And this was especially bad because Frank was along for every murder that Tony committed or ordered. And if that wasn't bad enough, as if Spilotro wasn't in enough deep trouble with the mob he decided to have an affair with the wife of the mob's golden goose, Frank Lefty Rosenthal. Now, Rosenthal was greatly respected within the mob and obviously a very important piece in their skimming operation. Therefore, Tony sleeping with his wife was just as bad as if he slept with another made man's wife, which is a huge no-no in the mafia. It has gotten plenty of men killed. In nineteen eighty six, the FBI moved in and arrested the Spilatro brothers on a litany of crimes. They were they were set to face trial with their skim operation in jeopardy and the trouble and the publicity that the Spilotros co- caused the outfit, they decided that they had enough of the brothers and they called them back home to Chicago. Under the guise of them getting promotions within the family, the Spalachos were lured to a home where they were beaten to death by various members of the Chicago outfit. To torture Tony, they made him watch as they first beat his brother Michael. Then it was Tony's turn. Now, some doctors contend that the brothers Spilotro were actually still breathing when their bodies were dumped into that hole in that Indiana cornfield, meaning that they were buried alive. Quite the gruesome death for quite the gruesome gangster and his wannabe brother. On this very day, 36 years ago, the two brothers, whose deaths were portrayed in a Scorsese film by two legends, were laid to rest and out of the outfit's hair for good. I'm John Curran. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, June 28th, and find out what happened on That Day in the Mob.